Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Stephen Goldberg. Stephen is the co-founder and CEO of HarperDB, a fast distributed dat database platform for developers looking to quickly build apps and save companies millions. Stephen has also been a speaker at IoT World, SAP, Sapphire, and Salesforce.com's Dreamforce. Welcome, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure. So tell us about this. So is this a platform where people can build apps? Yeah, HarperDB is a globally distributed application platform. Essentially, it's a one-stop shopping to build an app, whether that's the backend for a mobile app, or if that's APIs for gaming, or that could be for streaming media providers, whatever you will. Typically it's best for either developers who are looking for something really easy and developer friendly or large scale companies that have a huge amount of things, whether those be devices or end users, and they're trying to make it faster and cheaper, essentially. So is this like a template based where they click and drop, drag and drop different types of information, like a website builder, where they can launch an app quickly on iOS and Android? No, it's uh, you definitely need to be able to code to use HarperDB. So it's okay. it's a little bit further down the stack than that. Those would be mm -hmm. called like low code or no code platforms. HarperDB yeah. is more targeted at developers who, you know, traditionally when you're developing a really large scale application, you have a lot of people involved in the assembly line of developing that application with lots of mm -hmm. different roles and jobs. What we've tried to do is make it so that a developer who graduated code school yesterday can be a, that hero level developer and do the whole thing themselves. So it's all in one place, like from the entire stack of development that would normally take three, four, five, ten people, one person can do alone. Mm -hmm. And it's really targeted to empower those kind of developers to do everything by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's a quick turnaround, custom application, nothing template-based, but it's more custom, but it basically streams, streamlines a process for that professional developer where, you know, if they're, for example, running a business, developing apps for businesses, they could sell or provide custom solutions in 70% less of the time. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's really targeted at let me think of a use case that makes sense. Take a gaming console yes. and you have developer, you have end users who are everywhere on planet earth or a very large scale mobile application. Though building a backend for that, when you have a hundred million people using that is a really complicated problem. And I spent years of my life helping to build those complex backends. And it typically takes a lot of know-how and a lot of money to do that. What we've done is we've made it so that building an application of that scale 
we've taken all the complexity of that and we've internalized that in HarperDB so you don't have to figure that out. You just write your code, click a button, and it will scale out to meet the demands of 100 million people using your platform. Really transparent, like if you're a website developer or who's building a website and you just want to get something up and running, it's probably not as, it's a cool platform and you could definitely use it and it'll be helpful to you, but the pain points that you would encounter are not the same as if you have a hundred million people trying to interact with whatever it is that you built or a huge amount of people because those problems at scale become a lot different than when you've got even 10,000, 20,000 people visiting your website on a monthly basis. This is more for when 100,000 people are trying to access something at the same second. That kind of problem becomes really challenging. So it, it handles complexity. Yeah. Yep. Makes, takes the complexity and the cost of doing that. If I were to back up, pre previously, I used to be the CTO of a social media and analytics company. So we would monitor the Twitter firehose for every single tweet about a Beyonce concert or every tweet about the World Cup. And we'd create 3D visualizations about fan sentiment, meaning fans really rooting for Germany during this World Cup game. And so we create a 3D visualization where a stadium was being filled with soccer balls that had the German flag on them or whatever. But while doing that, you're monitoring 250,000 tweets a second. And ultimately, for me to build out that backend, I was spending $70,000 a month on WS infrastructure. I had a team of 12 people just trying to keep that stuff from crashing. I ultimately bought a million-dollar Cray supercomputer to run that. And it was really complicated. And I started this journey of my technical journey when I was 13 years old, working for my uncle in the mid nineties. So I had some experience doing this, but it was getting the point where I was making me rip my hair out. We created Hartford DB hmm. so that a developer who maybe has two or three years of experience, who doesn't want to buy a million dollar crazy supercomputer or figure out how to do things that complicated can literally just write their code, click a button and not worry about it. If you take like the iPhone, for example, it's an extremely complicated feat of engineering, but when you, the end user, interact with that, it's a simplistic device that a toddler can figure out how to use. But internally, it's extremely complex. Yeah. So what we did Makes was sense. we took similar design philosophy and made it so that HarperDB presents a really simple and easy way for a developer of any skill level to use, and yet allows you to scale at the level that you had previously experienced so that to make life easier. What language would someone need to know before they can use your tool? You can use any programming language you want. It could be oh. Node.js or Python, what, whatever, Go, whatever you, yeah, whatever you it want. supports it. Yep. So this actually, so what the problem it fixes is that when you actually work with an idea and you go from idea to a wireframing and development. That entire process, like you mentioned, can become very expensive. And also even to get to MVP, right? As it can be quite, quite expensive. Yeah. With this, could they launch a, a MVP fairly quickly after a wireframe? And does it have wireframing capabilities where they can actually show someone their idea on a screen? 
You can build a front end in it. You could use wireframing applications with it and tie them together. Okay, integration. But it, yeah, you can start from MVP all the way up to scale. Here's a great example that I think will make sense. If you look yeah. at all the stuff Elon Musk is complaining about now, he bought Twitter. He's talking about latency. He's talking about the code debt. Hartford yeah. DB, if they had built Twitter on that from the beginning, would be A, way cheaper to run. He wouldn't need all the developers that you know were there could run Twitter with a hundred people and it would scale massively. Wow. Often when you make a bad decision though, early in the MVP, especially when it's founded by a non-technical founder and they don't, they have a great idea. They have great vision, take Airbnb, take Slack, take these different companies that have been mm -hmm. founded by non-technical folks who are widely successful. Mm -hmm. You're going to put a tremendous amount of technical debt that ends up costing you a ton of money. And you see really bad user experience like outages and latency as these things explode because your hope is one day as a founder, I'm going to hit that hockey stick moment. But when you hit that hockey stick moment, you're also probably going to be running like massive servers, trying to keep the lights on, trying to keep mm -hmm. things from crashing and you're not going to be ready. And so this was built with the idea that you can start on it super cheap. We have a free version, but when you do hit that hockey stick moment, it's just going to scale and be ready. And it's also not going to break the bank. In most cases, we save large enterprise companies when they convert to HarperDB 70, 90% of their bill. And you, this is meant you can build an MVP, get up and running and scale it out to be the size of Twitter or Airbnb, Slack, whatever you will. This sounds pretty incredible. So basically we can expect to see a lot more ideas come to market with your platform we hope so we do we have about a hundred thousand developers using harper db across the world building things of different scale and one of the things we found is harper db is so performant that the free version of it can power a lot of ideas for a long time so for us we don't have a lot of insights into what those hundred thousand developers are doing because they're all free customers they're not paying us a dollar where we have seen a lot of growth in our business is more in the more Fortune 100 space, but we're super excited. We're very available on Slack. We love helping people geek out and build new ideas. We've had people build crazy stuff with HarperDB, doing medical records in third world countries that they doing data sharing there. We've seen databases. people build, yeah, like databases, yeah, in places where they don't have great internet connection. Because the other cool thing about HarperDB is you can run it on a Raspberry Pi Zero. You can run it on the cloud. You can run it on your cell phone. So it can work offline, online. So we've seen a lot of cool things in like mobile, like mobile space in autonomous vehicles and gaming. So we're excited to see what people build with it. Wow. And making money is fun, but watching somebody build something amazing yeah. with what you've built is a much yeah. more fun experience. It's a, no, I, my co-founder, Kyle, and I get super excited. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. Yeah, sorry, no, sorry, I'm just excited. Steven, this is, I can relate to that, right? Sometimes we start for money, for example, mm. and then we fall in love, right? And then the next stage is we start falling in love with seeing the response of people using, others yeah. using your creation, right? That is, that you can, there's no words to explain that. Like it's the next level type of fulfillment. Yeah, it, it's... yeah. It's very cool, and it's an incredible feeling to watch people just get excited about what you've built and be to to 
find it interesting and that labor that you put in the years yeah. of work, like the excitement that they have kind of powers you and keeps you going more than winning a mm. deal or raising funds or anything like yeah. that. And it's easier to raise funds too when you have your platform because they can show investors fairly quickly from idea to, to investor, right? Yeah. And the other thing is then you don't have to, you don't have to start over. If you look at the life cycle of most companies in the technology space, they build that MVP and then a year or two, they see that first initial amount of success. And very frequently that series A, pre-series A, just post-series A company ends up ripping and replacing everything they've built. And they do that because they didn't know what they were building. They just wanted to get to market. Maybe they're great at go to market. Maybe they're great at sales. Maybe they have a great idea of so know, many variables. Yeah. Yeah. But they, or maybe they are great at tech, but they just were very focused on getting the MVP out and they cut some corners and that it can be really problematic, but this can prevent that entire problem from occurring for you. This is cool. How about the people that, that use the tool, right? I'm not a developer, obviously, but I'm saying, do you have recommendations on your platform for actual people that use it? For example, actual developers that users can come in and say, Hey, you know what? Can I get one of your developers that you recommend using your tool to create something for me? Do you have that service? So we do provide professional services, probably not something you want to utilize as a startup because we'll work, but we do have a Slack channel where there's lots of folks interacting can jump in and say, Hey, I want to build this app. Do you know how to build this? Can help me? Yeah. And we also have a repo of like 200 different sort of get started projects that you can go and build weather monitoring apps, whatever, and modify those. They're all mm. open source. So you can take them, modify them, use oh, them nice. and like. They're there to some get of the started. examples. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of stuff. I can, I can actually look I'd have to start reading from them, but there's, let's see what's in there. We have, I, I know there's a weather monitoring one in there. There's a, there's a bunch of front end website ones in there. There's social media streaming applications in there. There are, there's like really crazy stuff in there that whatever kind of struck people's fancy. There's a web scra scraping stuff. There's machine learning and AI templates in there. So there's lots of stuff. I was just um, going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask about AI. Yeah, you yeah. can do machine learning in HarperDB. It's not true AI, but model training, things of that nature, you can definitely do in there. So is there a story behind coming up with this idea? Oh, you actually, you shared it, right? Like you saw the problem and then you wanted to simplify it for people. Yeah, absolutely. I, my co-founders and I have worked together for over 10 years through three companies. We founded a, originally a consulting company where we're trying to build a product to help we large enterprises dynamically do the integrations that they had done over and over again. I. I used to be a consultant. I'd get paid a lot of money to go into a company and build the same integration with company A as I'd go to company B. It didn't matter if it was healthcare or automotive or telecom, they were all trying to solve the same problems. So we started a consulting company on the side. We tried to build a product that automated that. 
that was a terrible idea because trying to run a consulting company, build a product at the same time doesn't work super well unless you're very disciplined, which is not one of my strengths. And so our consulting business kind of cannibalized that product business and we never got that off the ground, but we ended up getting Aqua hired by our largest customer. We worked there for several years. That was a social media and analytics company. And we built out that whole back end. And while doing that, yeah, as I said earlier, we were spending, we started spending like three or $4,000 a month on our database on Amazon. And by then we were spending $70,000 a month. It was oh, just super complicated. Yeah, shared that. Yeah. And we weren't building any of our own intellectual property. We weren't building anything that added value to us. We were just giving AWS mm -hmm. money and spending and yeah. we didn't have any time to build what we needed. And that frustrated me and my co-founder Kyle and I just thought there has to be an easier, better way to do this. Um, but we didn't think we were smart enough to build it. So we one night came up with an idea and then we sat on it for over a year and then things changed at the company we were at. They wanted to go in a different direction. We wanted to do something new. So we left and founded ArborDB because no one had done it. And six years later, here we are. We now have 22 people working for us. We've raised uh, around, I think, eight or nine million in funding. And we've done about, Amazing. Um, we did six million in sales last year. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it, Stephen. Good for you, man. I love hearing these stories and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to share your message. That's, this is, Thank you. I, I love this stuff. Thank you. Now, what about, you know, how there's a, there's this craze about artificial intelligence, right? Like a lot of people are talking about artificial intelligence coming up yeah. with ideas and pretty much the market is everything that's out, everything that's launched, it created brand new opportunities for entrepreneurs to create AI version of those ideas, right? Will that, does that impact what you guys do if the direction is going towards AI more? You, yeah. So AI will only help us, right? Because AI is just going to generate okay. more and more data. The way that AI data is stored, the way that you interact with AI data is it's a very specific sort of set of models, but that is not super useful for other types of applications. So Satya and Adele had a comment about this many years ago, which I've always believed and agreed with. He's a CEO of Microsoft is even as neural networks grow, there's always going to be the traditional database model that's required because for humans to interact with data and build applications and scale things, there's the way our brain works and the way it needs to be modeled, but how machine learning is stored, how neural networks work. It's a totally different model that is hard for us to interact with while building an application. So as AI pro proliferates, machine learning becomes more popular. All those things need more data inputs. They're going to generate more data as well. And all of that needs to be stored somewhere. If you look at chat GPT, for example, think about how much money that costs to run an hour right now. And as they try and once they've scaled and look at, hey, how do we offload some of this? How do we reduce costs? Things like HarperDB are going to become very interesting to them. I would say that AI is awesome, but for building traditional applications that you want to pair with AI, you still need traditional infrastructure. You still need this Although, part. It, yeah. 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 No, I get it. Thank you so much. That's amazing, Stephen. Can you share what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? Sure. I don't, I wouldn't call it a superpower. I've thought about this a lot. I was bullied a lot as a kid and same uh, here. Yeah. And I think that made me relentless. 
And I think it gave me a level of determination to never give up. That is what, that's probably my superpower. It's not, I'm not that much smarter than average Joe. I don't have that great of ideas. I'm certainly not more polished. I don't have an MBA, but I I always get back up after I've been knocked down. And that is probably it. And I have a great group of people around me who empathy, I would say is the other superpower is having built really meaningful relationships with my co-founders and my support system through empathy has been critical to me. And together we we've done amazing things. Yeah. I see that life is one big relationship. If you learn the art of creating those relationships, maintaining them long-term it's it's way more valuable than anything else because even like you say you fall having that support system having the people that you care about they care for you is it makes a a huge difference absolutely yeah steven it's been great chatting with you man i love hearing this stuff and I, i wish for all the success growth what you guys are doing this is incredible i'm gonna check it out as well We will definitely be looking at this because I've been brainstorming actually concepts as we speak, but they're more towards AI, but definitely you have a really good point is that this is still, we need this side of it, right? We need this side of it. So this is great. I'm going to check it out and definitely recommend it to others as well. Great idea. Great concept. Keep going, my friend. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're really kind and I really appreciate your support and enthusiasm. No problem, Stephen. Audience, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. See what people are doing. Do you see what Stephen has, has created? See, this, this comes from somewhere, right? This is an idea. It's a concept. He simplifies people's lives now. He found a problem. He found a solution. And he look what he's doing to his life and the people around him. And other people, they're actually using the product that, that he created. Sometimes we create things that can outla- will outlast us most of the time. So this is great. Uh, definitely get in touch with Steven or check out his information in the show notes. Give it a try if you're a developer or someone that you want to look at an easier way or better way or faster way to serve your clients. Definitely check this out. Again, thank you. And Steven, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.